Sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the Geek Nation. You're currently tuning into the Cold Pop Podcast live stream, aka spoiler alert. This is episode 782, wherein we will review a few of the past week's comics as well as talk about some fun pop culture topics for your listening and viewing pleasure. I'm your host, Johnny Destructo of Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, located at 4327 Main Street, Philadelphia, PA. <clears throat> I don't know why I'm cracking up. A super rad shop which caters to nerdy, get it together, and nerd-adjacent individuals of all shapes and sizes, except you, if you're a jerk. If you're a jerk, you're not welcome here. If you're not, it's it's fine. You can come hang out. So no, joining me tonight is Noel Bartocci and Brian Lieb. Hey, Brian Hi. Lieb. Hey. Hi. Hi. <laughs> hey, Noel Bartocci. <laughs> Um, why are you, wait, are we pointing down for a reason? Am I supposed to see, am I, oh, is it no, me? I pointing down to, to, to Brian. To Brian. I'm located uh, below, no, below him yeah, in this. We don't, I mean, I mean, <laughs> we've been doing this long enough to the point where we don't really have backstage directions. Uh, <laughs> like if we were, if we were better at this, there's many things that we would do in real time and live, like, like in the chat, not respond to all channels or <laughs> actually look, actually look Yeah, that. That was directly at you, JD. Actually look at, um, the private chat if we're trying to talk to each other or vamp when we should like just pay attention to like if somebody moves away instead of being like oh why'd you leave we probably shouldn't yeah. do that and just <laughs> just, just kind of keep, keep the talking. show going yeah yeah we are absolute yeah. shit at live broadcasts but here's the thing here that's something that you directed at me specifically i do on purpose um What's i respond i reply all yeah because i want people in the other parts of the chat to know Oh, he's responding. They're responding. Maybe I should type in something if I want them to respond. Oh, so that, I, I'm actively my, seeing them respond. That's not how my brain works at all. Like in a kind of like usability UX kind of way where it's I'm on another platform and I'm seeing half sentences, probably thinking something's wrong. Hey, Kevin, you're right. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, speak, speaking of Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, get get down in the chat. There's some folks in the chat. They're now talking to us. Um, so you, you could be a part of that if that's your thing, if you like to be a part of things. Uh, but before jumping into this week's books, I can confirm that we will be reviewing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, DS ampersand mom. In the second half of the show, uh, and we'll be going to be joined by our, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's Len. Len's going to be here. Um, I know that most of you are probably more excited to see Len get in the show than us currently on the show. So I figure why, why waste a surprise? Just stick around for Len. He'll be here and the show will be better for it. Until then, though, thank you for joining us. Uh, and you can hang out um, down in the chat. You can see us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, all that other stuff. Comment, like, subscribe. Uh, you can also email us at coltpopgo at gmail.com uh, and join our book club, which is on Facebook, JD's Hero Complex Book Club. 
this week, what are we doing this week? This Tuesday is going to be De- Department of Truth, Volume 2 by James Tynan and Martin Simmons. And then the, the following week is going to be Movie Club. Next Tuesday is going to be Hunt Hunt of the Wilder People? Wild, Wild oh, People? With uh, Jermaine Clement. Yeah, and, it's a uh, Taika, Taika Waititi movie. Yeah. yeah. I have had that on my movies list and kind of like thing that on you know the watch list that you put in on mm-hmm. one yeah. or the other service and it just has like to be in consideration for some time i've been like oh that looks good because yeah. i especially a little while ago i was going through a big new zealand uh, uh entertainment phase um which somewhat continues to this day with our flag means death hmm yeah. i that's I, just like two groups of creators mm-hmm. are the New Zealand group in my head. That's yeah. There's a second one. Things, I I mean it's yeah the uh, Peter Jackson and all uh, things LOTR and then the essentially um, uh, Jermaine Clement and, and Brett and then Taika Waititi yeah. just like everything that came from the yeah. the uh, flight of the Concords uh, and yeah. Reese Darby Love included uh, flight of the flight yeah, of the yeah. Concords. It's it's just all. Yeah. Incestuous from Flight of the Concords. So yeah. I, I was talking about Jermaine the other day. What what is he doing? Is he active right now? The because we've been wa- my son. Backstory: yeah. My son only watches Moana, yes. and Encanto, which is wonderful. I love both those movies. I've watched them probably a hundred times each because they're on repeat daily. Uh-huh. Uh, and I still still I'm like, I'll sit and watch this. I fucking love both of these movies. But Jermaine Clement um, plays uh, Tamatoa. Uh, in that the big crab. Uh, point of fact, Jimmy, uh, yeah. Jemaine is not his accent. His name is Jemaine Clement with no R. Have I been saying Germain? Yeah, it's it took Jermaine, me a little while. Jermaine? I was like, let me check it out, but oh. it's Jemaine Clement. Yeah, Jemaine. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, to answer your question, I don't know. I know he's been producing a tons of shit. So pretty much everything that Taika Waititi hmm. is involved in, he's either a writer okay. or producer. Uh, he but, was doing the same with what we do in the shadows and occasionally appearing yeah. for seasons one through three. I think he's stepped away from that. Um, he also had he a part on Legion. He was my favorite of the Concords. Is your favorite oh, really? Concord. Yeah, oh. and it was really cool. Oh. It was one of the earlier, like, not straight comedic roles that I saw him yeah. in. Although I think that he was, did but that was, earlier. To be fair, though, that was like three years ago. It was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted yeah. to bring it up because he was cool in it. Uh, anyway, uh, in the chat, let's see. Kevin says, hey, cult poppers, have any comic book related regrets? Ragrets? For me, it was slash is finding out about du- uh, uh, Dwayne, Dwayne McDuffie. McDuffie and his con- contributions only after his death. Hmm. That's interesting. I, yeah, man. I mean, uh, I, he is. He was awesome. I actually did yeah. recently go. I remember reading his Fantastic Four run. Brief after, after or before Straczynski. Either way, I remember reading his Fantastic Four run in issues, and his uh, Justice League run after mm. Meltzer. Yeah. Yes. That sounds right. Yes. Yeah. But I, I picked them up very recently, like bargain bin in like hardcovers because. Mm. I just I haven't seen them collected or anyone talk about them in forever. And if I ever wanted to revisit them, I wouldn't know how. I don't yeah. I don't care for um, DC's um, digital 
service. So I was like, I think I'm going to try and find these books. Uh, I wonder if I canceled through both, the general both digital services. Yeah, like the Comicsology one, maybe. I canceled uh, all of them. I, did you? Yeah, I, I haven't. I haven't gotten anything for a long time. I I get it, and it's awesome, but. I screen. I have so much screen time for work. So much fucking screen time all the yeah. time. I need a book. I need yeah. pages that aren't backlit. Yeah. I, I just I can't handle it anymore. So yes, I am not using the digital services anymore. I would yeah. like the Kindle technology to get better and better and in color and that kind of thing. And is it still screens. not in color? Well, you can't. I don't think it's so. all back. It has to be backlit in order to show color or like. Well, on I that, mean, on there's that. always a way, right? But we just haven't figured it out yet. But I mean, um, it would be yeah, cool sure. if we could have something that, you know, you could just look at it like pages, but it could operate like a tablet. I think actually, if we could do that, it would be better to switch all of our screens. Maybe, maybe not TV, but like phone, tablet, all that stuff to that all the time. Uh, I'm trying to think sometimes of a I wonder if... related regret. Oh. I have well, I I have one not necessarily for me. Well, mine's selfish. It's, um, and, well, that's that's okay. It's, it's a re- it's a regret for literally every other reader in this world that's existed or just coming into the now uh, discovering anything Darwin Cook, and then also oh. missing oh. that there isn't any more Darwin Cook. Yeah, like I emotionally and personally regret that. I wish there was more. I've gone back and read it all. And then I just feel really bad for anybody getting into the hobby now. Not He's gone. It's awful. Yeah. He's the best. He is my, I mean, I love, uh, we've had a lot of recent sad deaths in the industry lately. Uh, Denny O'Neill, Neil Adams, George Perez. But Darwin Cook was like my version of them. I loved everything he did. Yeah. That is really good answer. I love Darwin Cook. Um, you were a fan of his before he passed, right? You didn't discover him post posthumous. Yeah, that, that's why it's kind of like more of a personal regret. Uh, like, well, yeah. it's, it's selfish because I was around when he was still producing. I met him a couple of times. Um, I lived in Florida and frequented his favorite oh. shop in Florida. Like there were a couple of shows I would go to and or um actual like signings at shops and he would just I would have cigarette I would have a cigarette with him outside. Like <gasps> I have met him but in not in any kind of him and him and Pam, um, Palmiotti and, and Amanda Connor. Oh okay. like they're cool. yeah they're all Floridians or they were all Floridians. Oh, and no idea. Yeah. Um huh. uh, the shop was Uberbot. It was in the Winter Park Village and the owner was friends with with Darwin and, and, and Palmiati and Connor and stuff. And wow. Phil Noto too. I met Phil Noto yeah. a couple of times because he frequented the shop and they were all friends and some signings and stuff before I even really knew about Phil Noto. Yeah. Like, That's funny. I went, I met Phil cool Noto because he would come to my, he would come to my drink and draws. Oh. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I would have is people he, come in costume. I, um, hmm. I, I, I'm not sure if he's a Philadelphia native. Hmm. I don't know if he's a Floridian and he just happened to be hit to have moved here <laughs> or what, but he, he had come by my drink and draw a few times here in That's King cool. of Russia. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I didn't know about him, but I, I knew that the other three were Floridians. Like I think 
I think his wife, her, his wife still lives in Sarasota, I think. Hmm. Yeah, they were Floridians. Him, the George Perez um, and, and, yeah, Darwin Cook, Florida. Darwin Cook is one of my top five artists, yes, to this day. Still do, you, love him. do you have any regrets, J.D.? No, I mean, uh, regret, yeah. I mean, I, I never met him or anything. Um, right. Gosh, is there any regrets? Um, <laughs> I keep thinking rag rats. Uh, like that commercial? Like the tattoo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when someone gets no regrets tattooed, but it's a mistake. It's what if misspelled. they wanted to get that and they accidentally spelled it right? Like I would get no, oh, <laughs> no regrets. Like you, <laughs> yeah. reg- I regret getting it correctly spelled. Shit. Yeah, but then to really embody that, they'd have to just tell people that story, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, I had one. I had a regret, and now I can't think of what it is. Hmm. No, that's what an easy way to live. Oh, I got yeah. one for you. Yeah. I sold the uh, original appearance, the first appearance of Miles Morales to a customer for like cover oh. price. Oh. Six years ago. Uh-huh. Um, and now it's in the thousands, this oh, book. Mm. So, yeah, it's actually, he. Uh, by the way, Noel, speaking of which, he came back and was like, hey, we should. do you want to work with me? And we'll get this um, graded and we'll sell it and we'll split it. So, oh. are you doing that? Uh, to, uh, See what happens. I have, a, like, uh, probably not a conversation to have on stream. But on the I've air, got, yeah. I've got, like, 25 <laughs> graded books now, and I'm not sure what to do with them. Yeah. Like, I've got no wall space left. I should try and re- sell some of them and recoup the cost of fucking getting them graded. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Uh, hey, if anyone's looking I, to buy Noel's graded books, let us know. Yeah, yeah. let me know. Hit me up. Low uh, prices of a little more than they're uh, worth. A couple are signed, a couple are not. It's good. Um, I, I, there's a, I, can you approach this question from a negative standpoint of, like, I regret that this creator has let me down? You Whatever sure. regret... Yeah, you regrets away. Because there's uh, a couple of creators. Ethan Van Skyver. That, uh, oh, I don't yeah, really regret that. I never really that's... cared for his work. Um, Me neither. But I did. I actually, I like I've never liked his work. Yeah. I always, I always saw his work, and I was like, "Oh, George Perez, you know, in a funhouse mirror." Oh, I um, always thought George Perez, but a grotesque horror movie. Oh, I liked it a lot. Similar, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah. Uh, him and Phil Jimenez. Um, Oh, yeah, I like him yeah. too. George Perez, but Phil Jimenez doesn't. I well, like Phil Jimenez. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, that's what I'm saying. George yeah. Perez doesn't um, lose the or sorry, Phil Jimenez doesn't lose the George Perez of it all, whereas Ethan Van Skyver just kind of like. It's it's not that I like his work it. or ever liked his work, it's that he has worked on books that I've enjoyed. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's Green. That's a good Green point. Lantern Rebirth and stuff like that. A lot yeah. of the Jeff Johns Green Lantern. Is a little tainted for me now. Every time I see There's his some, work, I just kind of. He and I were There's once friends on Facebook. Ditto. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. And, I uh, followed he, him on he dropped me after. Same. This was a long time ago. I just uh, was engaged in a uh, debate with him online on Facebook. And uh, then we were no longer friends on Facebook. Uh, did it have anything to do with, hey, that's passively anti Semitic or literally no. anti Semitic? Please don't. No. It was. Uh, I didn't know about that with him, actually. It uh-huh. was about... No, I didn't, I didn't know about that. Uh, and I used to like his column on Newsarama, too. And then it, it went away long before any of the other stuff uh, you know I was aware of. But, but it had a hard edge that, looking back, I'm like, oh, all right. You're, you're a, a hard-edged guy, you know? Yeah, no, the was conversation was about Chappaquiddick. And to some degree, I was like, why does anybody give 
two shits about Chappaquiddick right now. Like, the media was completely different at the time. Like, comparing that to the coverage of this was in like probably 2010 or so. Like, you know, he was reaching real far back for any kind of whataboutism. Right. Or like, yeah, yeah, how come the media didn't do this with it? Like, the media is an entity that has made these decisions, (laughs) you know. But like less less inflammatory than him, just in general. Well, actually, some are uh, like not even CG related, but like Mike Barron is one. Um, a little bit of a little bit of Frank Miller. Mm. Like his oh, stuff yeah. got real. Yeah. Although I was never that big a fan man. of his stuff, honestly. Alan, like, Alan Moore has yeah, become. Well, yeah. oh, like, <laughs> it yeah. just seems they, like kind of a jackass honestly they've become mm-hmm. just like cynical <laughs> angry old men as opposed yeah. to storytell like more so than storytellers yeah. and it's just i regret mm. it's it's regrettable to me that yeah i can mm. i it shades me revisiting stories right mm. same yeah hey let's, let's talk about some comic books let's do it all right we're gonna oh, but kevin says they us. have color e-paper i wanted to throw in there and it but oh. it's really expensive but it's if it's if it's around, that's the thing because yeah. everything's really expensive right away. So yeah. you know, hopefully it'll come about. I'm worried that people are too hopped up on their light from their screens, though. It's a switch. That's a nothing beats a physical on, book. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Although I'll tell you, uh, there are times when I'm reading a comic book mm-hmm. and I forget. So I I don't know if I've got oily like. Do I just secrete? Yeah, I've, I've oh, noticed uh, it many times. Like, uh, <laughs> we've been wanting to tell you for a long time. I'm glad yeah. that you came to this on yeah. your own. You are a greasy yeah. human. Son of a bitch. Just, it's, yeah. just, it's like a... Look at this. You know, like, yeah, it's borderline like superpower if there was yeah. any use for it at all. It's not webbing so much as just like oil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how many oh, times, I, Brian... <laughs> Scale of one to ten, how many times yeah. is it more or less than a thousand times that he's just like pointed in a direction and you've gotten a little like it's, <laughs> oh my God, it's like so that. many more that I thought you were gonna say a million. <laughs> yeah, I have to clean up behind you. It's it's yeah. what I'm saying is know. when I'm holding a comic book like this, right? And then on the back, I get fingerprints. Yeah, my fingerprints are on the on the ink on the back of the book. Yeah. I hate that. No, you know what? Hey. That's always why I felt like when people would read a comic in the shop, sometimes not necessarily in your store, JD, but sometimes with the okay of the, of the shop owners that I was never too into that because, you know, it's been a, now it's a pre-read book and there's marks on it maybe or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and if a store wants to have like a store copy of every book that's out that week and everyone can thumb through it if they're interested I understand the cost prohibitions to that, yeah, but it would be cool. It's not you know? worth the cost. Right, yeah, exactly. That, yeah. But it might be for if you were like a massive, not you, you know, if somebody was like a massive store, I, maybe they could. I, I, I did derail for two seconds um, because that's what we do here. Yeah. Real you weren't quick. on a rail. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> what was the kind of, <laughs> They're in the fucking field. <laughs> Real quick, what is the last thing you guys read that wasn't for the, sh- the show? I don't know. Like, I'll Brian, tell you, you I am currently reading right. Rachel Rising. Uh, oh, it's one of my nice. Fa- it's one of my favorite. Um, I say that it's one of my favorite horror stories. Literally never finished it. <laughs> uh, me neither. But I haven't as, read over there. I've never finished it. As far it's as I've gotten, <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's my favorite. Yeah, I don't know if it sticks to landing, but 
I was like, you know what? Um, he had actually had, he was uh, Terry Moore, the creator of Rachel Rising, Strangers in Paradise, Echo, etc. Was doing a humble bundle. And all of the proceeds go went somewhere good, I guess. Um, and uh, <laughs> I don't, I forget where it was going. Uh, but you could buy all of his works, every single one of his trade paperbacks, as a humble humble bundle for forty bucks. So I did it, nice. um, even though I own uh, hard copies of all of the books. Hmm. Um, but right now I'm going through and I'm actually just uh, reading Rachel Rising from from st- scratch. Um, Sweet. Yeah, it's so good. I love it. Brian, what do you got? Uh, I'm, I am trying to remember you guys. It's been a while. And I think it was either green lantern, the most recent thing with, um, John Stewart and mm-hmm. the destruct. We read the first issue actually for the show and mm-hmm. I love it. Um, but I still haven't read it in a little while. And, <laughs> um, uh, it might have been Supergirl, woman of tomorrow. Similarly, oh. to still two issues that have been out for quite some time that I haven't read. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it good. was one of those two. I don't remember. It's very good. That's, um, yeah. that's another one I'm reading too. I'm, I'm like a couple issues away from being done. Go ahead. No. Uh, I started Legion of Legion of superheroes five years later, the other night ah. it is rough. And hmm. right before the show, I was reading Vampirella from uh-huh. by Christopher priest. Oh. And it's fucking awesome. Mm. Mm. Really? It's fucking awesome. Like wow. even the essay at the, the collected edition, the first volume has an essay from him at the beginning. And he's just like, uh, when they first asked me hard pass, here's the five reasons why. And most of it too, was just like her costume, dude. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. and then he goes into like a whole screed about how, um, how the opportunity and doing whatever he wants and this and that, and that she's from a planet that has no homophobia, no racism, no hunger, and now she's stuck here, and she's the odd one. Like, it's just, it was wild, and I started reading oh. it, and I was just like, why is this so fucking good? Wow, I, right. I want to implore you guys to try it uh, when I'm done with it. Remember when we used to do book clubs? Yeah, I do remember yeah, right. that. I enjoyed those. Yeah. Me too. Who's got time? Right. We could just do right. it once a month and Speaking not do the regular books. Let's go. That's true. We could Let's do. go. Speaking of time, here we go. Freaking sorry, guys. It's like a half hour into the show. Captain America, Symbol of Truth, number one from Marvel Comics by Tochi Onyabuchi. Onyabuchi. <laughs> nice. I did that right. Um, yeah. Art by R.B. Silva. Oh, that's why this looks so goddamn good. It's R.B. Silva. Captain America soars again. Sam Wilson picks up the shield once more and enters a world of trouble. Following a lead from Missy Knight, Sam intercepts a mysterious group hijacking what appears to be an empty train. As he digs deeper, he discovers a plot may be connected to a crucial piece of Captain America history. And, surprisingly, Wakanda. The world is ready for two Captain Americas, but is Sam ready for what comes next? Uh, so we had started off, this series started off, for anyone who doesn't know, with Captain America number zero. And it was basically Sam and... Steve teaming up to dismantle a rocket that Baron, not Baron Zemo. What's the big TV head guy? Arno. Arnim Zola. Arnim Zola. Uh, Arnim Zola was up to some nastiness, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's Zola. Um, and that was off classic Zola. Classic and, Zola. Um, I, I stopped inviting him to my orgies because he's just. Yeah, hey, you know, at, at some point, 
<laughs> you have to. <laughs> um, but this, I don't know Tochi Onyabuchi. I've never heard of this writer. I probably should have done some due diligence and figured it out, but I didn't. Uh, however, this was good. Because, you know, anytime I see an, an unknown name jumping on a big name book, uh-huh. I'm, a, I, I'm a little less interested. Because uh-huh. I don't know, because I don't have any experience with them. You know what I mean? It could be one or it could, you know, half, but six of one, half dozen of the other. It's true. Same and, yeah. and Sometimes people uh, say I six of int- one, which is weird. Shut up. And uh, I wasn't sure how I was going to uh, react to this um, just because I don't know the writer. And this was delightful. What? Yeah. No, you're signaling. Oh, no, I'm, he, I'm, I'm fighting. Six, he was thinking of six of one, yeah, one wow, kind. So six no, no, it makes kind. perfect sense. It's just that there's yeah. two ways to say it, and so it's either six to one or six of one, and whichever I've one. I've never you heard. heard six to one. There's no six to one. Six to one, half a dozen the other. That's what I. No. Six heard. of one. Yes. Never. Six, six of one. I mean, I understand that one. you heard the other one, <laughs> but I definitely heard this one. Who, well, that who one said was it wrong. wrong to you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who lied to you? Yeah. It's like anyway, soda pop. Um, okay. Uh, also, there's some comments in the chat I want to get to, but uh, let's let's talk about this book for a little bit. Noel, what did you think? Right in the middle of drinking your drill water. I'm sorry. It was. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm a broadcaster. It's no big deal. Uh, right. <laughs> um, it it was strong. It was a really strong first issue. Um, I don't know if it popped enough for me to start pulling it, but it absolutely did pique my interest enough to touch back or touch base with this book. The art is spectacular. Yeah. The the action is awesome. The framing is really great. It's a very visceral book, and that's just like, I mean, R.B. Silva is fantastic, but he can only go so far. The writing actually leans into him, into mm-hmm. his uh, um, skills, strengths. Um, strengths. It, and I care about this kind of plot thread. It's it's interesting, you know, like um. He is Cap- Sam Wilson is Captain America, but probably a less considered Captain America, and or a less respected Captain America. Yeah. Not even in oh, sure. the very obvious ways, just in the "I don't recognize you" kind of way. Like, oh, you're different. Like, if it's well, he's not Steve you know, Rogers. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. like you you go to a restaurant and you're there mid shift, so the server at the end of your meal is different. Like, it's weird, right? Like, it, it's a it's an adjustment. So, like, I get that all of the apparatus around him is still adjusting, which is really interesting. And I don't know anything about this new Falcon. I thought I did, but is he a, is he a mutant? Is he... I think so. He was in yeah. some book that we read a while ago, I think. Oh, no, no. He shows up in Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then I looked up who he was. Uh, yeah, I think because he takes his helmet kind of off, thing. and he's got crazy-ass eyes, and those yeah, are yeah. real yeah. wings. Yeah. Like, he's got big, um, yeah, big old eyes, yeah. But there's there's so much more to like in here than not. It's really strong first issue. If you are even half in the bag or slightly interested, I would say totally go for it. Hey, what's the deal with his shield? Like, what's Sam Wilson's shield all about? It's it okay, vibranium it, or it's vibrate. It's vibranium adamantium alloy, just like Steve's. Oh, they made another um, a second one just like it. They they did. Uh, it used to be black because it oh. was like a gift uh, from I think actually Misty Knight kind of hooked it up. Oh. Um, and then they redesigned it for him and made it like Captain America esque because he got. Is so it like another it. thing where they're like somehow we did this, but we don't know how, so it's not like they can just churn out Captain America shields or. 
I don't know enough. All I know is that like they they went through lengths in describing the fact that it is like the same or at least right, right, right. functionally the same. Right, but right. I don't I don't know if there's any kind of like special yeah, yeah. applied to it. <coughs> All right, cool. He what was you experimented think, on by the Serpent um, Society. Oh. His name is Joaquin. Yeah. Um, and he was yeah, he was experimented on um, and that's why he looks this way. Go ahead. Cool. Go ahead, Brian. So, um, Captain America, the shield is probably the thing I'm the most interested in, in Captain America. <laughs> I have not often been drawn to a to Captain America book. Um, while the art in this was really good, this is continued that trend. Um, I just am not interested in patriotic, <laughs> you know, or not, mm-hmm. not just because he's patriotic, but it's, I'm not interested in captain america or his deal or the stuff that he has to talk about you know i mean when he's just like the best soldier the best fighter or whatever and he's got the shield and he's a real noble guy that's cool but a lot of times it trends into like commentary on the nature of america and that kind of thing which this book did not really do um but i get the sense that it's there you know in the problems that the Wakandan guy has with America and that Sam's not doing his job because those problems still exist. And also in the sending, uh, you know, what they're going to do with these people who have come into the country um, it, illegally by the terms of the, of the U S government. Um, so I think it's going to come up, but it almost always does. And I like, books, right? I like, I don't, I do not like the, uh, if I'm using the term correctly, that, jingoistic yeah rugged individualism um nationalist patriotism i I don't like that at all but modern cap Mm -hmm. usually almost exclusively skews from that into more of a um importance of a symbol like the shield yeah and or people misinterpreting the fact that he is not that no, I usually and I, agree and I like with those stories, but like yeah. the older Captain America stories of just like suck him in the jaw, like yeah. that doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> and that is that is kind of more towards what you're talking about, how it's just like America and all of its value. It's more well, like it's it's the opposite of that these days. But I, I totally hear what you're saying. Or like, even talking about it. You know, what I mean, like, I usually agree with what Steve Rogers position is like. I see where you're coming from, Nolan, that. Yeah. Like, I like that. That's the track that they take and i think i've been yeah, taking yeah. since like at least the 70s like at least the nixon administration um essentially know. yeah from yeah. on right yeah. yeah and you know i appreciate that that's cap's point of view um those aren't ideas that uh, interest me that much you know mm-hmm. i've never been a, a country's guy a nation's guy right captain on. britain kind of gets a pass maybe because there's the magic. mystique of another place. He's magic and yeah. Britain is super old and I don't live there. So I don't associate it with what the real Britain yeah. believes My, in or talks about, you know, I like, it's one of those things that people bring up that I cannot, I mean, I would never argue against mm. it because it's ingrained in the character, but my, enjoyment and fascination of Captain America stems from how they leverage his book as a spy thriller for the most part. Mm. Mm-hmm. And mm. I love that. Mm-hmm. So, like, pretty much from Mark Wade on, pretty much from Heroes Return on, like, it's been a espionage book, an action espionage mm. book, and I, mm. I eat that shit up. 
I think that's the thing why I, I like about it more. I, the reason I like Sam better than Steve, or I'm more interested in reading a Sam book than a Steve book, is because Steve is coming at America from a very different perspective from hmm. Steve. I don't mm-hmm. care. Like Steve, Steve is Superman in a in a in a flag. Yeah, with, um, with no powers. Y- yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, he's, I mean, he's got pow- he's got powers. But, yeah, he's um, got some. All right, he's got some powers. Yeah, he's got a little. Bit. <laughs> um, the thing that the thing that frustrates me about Sam is Sam doesn't have any powers. I know, right? He's Why don't they just give him the super shit. soldier serum? Just give him some super just soldier serum, serum. So that I have to stop thinking about this. How does he catch that I mean, shield without yeah, part of his cooler? It's part cooler. of the way, part of his story is that he doesn't need it though, too, right? Like, but he couldn't uh, use it. He, yeah, he actively, he actively opts out of it. Uh, but it's, I, guess. I mean, but anyway, who would do that? <laughs> who would do Sam that? Sam Wilson, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, so, um, I just, um, I, I like his take on America, and people's response to him is interesting. Hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, other, otherwise, I don't, I don't usually care about Steve. Hmm. But anyway, this issue was good. This issue, I might. Stick around for a little while and check this this book out because I'm enjoying it. I, th- um, I think for like for for we probably should read and and check out the first other issue. Oh, we will. Of Captain America, yeah. yeah. Just to kind of compare and contrast because I think that's also like a banger art team. I, it's it, I'm forgetting it now, but they're putting like top notch art teams on these books. It's R. B. Silva, man. Oof. Yeah, maybe that one will be all like sure. America, just to balance things out. <laughs> Eight Million Genies, number one from Image Comics by Charles Soule, with art by Ryan Brown. If you had one wish, if you had one shot, <laughs> would you let it slip? Would you Sorry. eat mom's spaghetti? Um, and what would you wish for? Now, if anyone, oh, now, what if everyone else had one wish too? At exactly the same moment, everyone on earth gets a genie and one wish. All hell breaks loose in a very entertaining way. And that's just the beginning. Buckle in for the wildest ride of the year. I uh, saw this coming out. I like Charles Soule. I've been reading all of his Star Wars stuff. So I really like him as a writer. And, and I opened up the I, I like the cover. The cover. Oh, let's, let's, let's bring that up. The cover looked great. Uh, and then I started reading it. And I was like, I don't know about this art. Oh, jeez. Mm. It's, fi- it's fine. It's okay. It's indie art. It's fine. But like, actually, I didn't get this cover. I got a different cover. The bartender um, makes so a I, weird I, expression, Matt, like mismatch really early on. I feel like he I looks very you, angry at one time. You had mentioned before that you don't really uh, enjoy Ryan Brown's style, right? Like no, uh, God loves astronauts, um, yeah, curse words. He has a, he has a, it's like a thick line, but it's also almost very like matte and scratchy at the same time. Mm. It's interesting, but it does look like indie his, book. Like it's super yeah. indie, right? His facial expressions don't speak to me. They don't engage me. Um, but that being said, by the end of this book, I was like, this book is the shit. Mm. I, I actually think I texted you guys that this book is rad as hell. Um, I didn't know what it was about. I didn't read the solicitation at first. So I just went in bl- um, blind. Yeah, blind. And this was fun. I thought this was really cool. It sort of like reminds me of um, like a horror movie where everyone is sort of lo- stuck in one location. Was it VF- VFW? Yeah. That's what VFW? Was v- no, no, no. He's talking um, about the movie VFW. Oh, I'm talking about oh, yeah. a movie, a horror movie called VFW. Gotcha. And everyone's stuck in the bar. All the, all the crazy shit's outside. We got to stay in the bar because the crazy shit's outside. That's what this felt like to me. 
And this was great. Everyone at for no reason that you know that we're told, a genie appears for every single person in the world and says, Sup, dog, you get a you get one wish. And uh the bartender's wish is I wish that no wish made outside this bar can affect this bar or anyone or anything inside it. Which, smart move. But then it also creates some problems with some of our characters already. Yeah. So, um, and there's some good humor to this book. Um, again, the art does not grab me other than the little genies themselves look really cool. Those are cool. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. little like to the little, like sort of Starfield texture that, yeah. or uh, background. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what did you think, Brian? Uh, I enjoyed it as well. I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool. I uh, some of the people I'm like, that's not a particularly good wish, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah. you know, there's um, a lot of particularly stupid people in this world. Oh, so. This is true. Mm-hmm. This is true. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I I thought it was good. Um, I enjoy the thought experiment of like what would happen if everybody had one wish what would happen and the that square earth in the very beginning yeah. where it's like eight seconds after everyone has yeah. one wish there's that yeah for um, some reason the earth is square like somebody was like i want the earth to be square yeah <laughs> oh you know what maybe some flat earthers yeah. were like Let, let's make it happen which is weird that they would wish that if they already think it's the case, but we're not sure. Yeah. That. Um, also, there is one million fewer people eight mm-hmm. minutes after the uh, oh, absolutely the introduction. Yeah, I, I actually part of me thought that this book was going to go a little darker, and it would be much less after like eight seconds. Oh, yeah. Five hundred people yeah. left, <laughs> and and you don't think somebody would wish for the to the you know Earth to be a square or to to be a yeah. cube? I mean, I it's so much I. Uh, people just I even know or or read on Facebook and everything. So many wishes would just be fuck around and find outs just because like make the earth a cube, like yeah. not mm. think anything of it and or not think really? that this is legitimate just to do. Absolutely. Really? Oh, Absolutely. Man, I would take that shit real seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there are there's a, there's a mismatch between the human and genie populations after the first eight minutes, which, you know, I'm assuming that means that some of the, that the genies are still around. Um, however, it's surprising that it's such a round number that there wasn't somebody that was like, oh, I want wait, this whole group. I, I took that as, wait, so human population, a million, there's a million less, and then there's two million less genies. That's because oh, right. those that wished gone and then those that died no longer have genies. They don't have their genie. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I uh, inverted those numbers. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That does make sense then. So, yeah, it was good. It was a good book. Um, I'm curious to see what will happen. I feel similarly, JD. The art is like quite close to something I might like a lot, and yet it's yeah, a little troublesome. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's almost it's, there. Yeah. It's yeah. Almost good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or or just like almost something that doesn't make me think so much about the art in a in a not exactly positive way like not negative but like ah, there's something rough about this and i think about it the whole time that i'm reading it you know it's very distinct out what the what is happening or whatever yeah 
Uh, I thought this was fun. Yeah, like yeah. um, it's such a it's such a solid, fun premise that um, it was it almost feels like they'd have to try to make it not fun. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that there's a layer of um, actual like thoughtful intent uh, makes me like it even more. Uh, this could have easily just been a bunch of like edgy jokes, but yeah. the way that they structure the story, what they choose to do in the scenario of the bar where wishes don't affect inside or outside of, or inside or anybody in the bar. And then the structure of the book being, we see moment one, then we see eight minutes later or eight seconds, eight minutes. And yeah, the first eight seconds, first eight minutes. And I think in the thing for the next issue, it says something about see what happens in the first eight hours, eight days, eight eight hours. hours Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I think that's fun them playing with kind of this story structure or this device, this plot device to, to take you through what would happen in this reality. Mm. The it's, first it's eight a really, hours. Yeah. Mm. It's a really strong, it's a really strong premise and strong book. I just, I, you know, I hope they sustain it for eight issues. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Mm. It, it's eight issues. Yeah. Mm. What is that? All right. The next one's going to be eight hours. Then yeah. what? Eight days. Days, uh, eight, weeks, eight weeks, months, months, years, years, eight decades, years, uh, eight, years. <clears throat> eight decades, hmm. eight hundred years. That's, that's too many. That's well, no, that's yeah. that's that's seven more issues, and this is issue one. So yeah, um, they can go eighty years in the future if they want to. Yeah, or they could, you know, break that format or like yeah. eight new units of time that somebody wished for. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, all right, let's move yeah. on to the next book. Jurassic League number one uh, from DC Comics, written by Daniel Warren Johnson and art by Juan Gideon. You know the story. An infant escapes the destruction of the planet and is deposited on Earth to be raised by human parents. A goddess from a lost city defends truth. A theropod dons the visage of a bat to strike fear <laughs> into evildoers' hearts. This heroic trinity, alongside a league of other superpowered dinosaurs, joined forces to save the prehistoric Earth from the sinister machinations of Darkseid. Wait, what? Oh, what? Okay, maybe you don't know the story. So join us and bear witness to a brand new, yet older than time, adventure and experience the Justice League you have never seen them before. So I saw this coming. Oh, I saw this coming, boy, howdy. And, the Darkseid uh, part? No, oh, the book. Okay. Oh. And I went... All right. I, I did not read. There was like JL Ape at one yes. point. Yeah. Oh, there was like a bunch yeah. of ape versions of the Justice League. And I just, I don't care for that sort of thing. Yeah. But Daniel Warren Johnson is one of my favorite current creators. He is, yeah. a, he always has a blast. I have a blast reading whatever he's doing. Um, and he's writing it, but he's not drawing it. So that. Sort oh, is of that why unpicked. it's not as cool? <laughs> it's, like, it's yeah, I guess yeah. so because he's not drawing it now. Uh, Juan Gideon, Juan Gideon, I don't know. Uh, Juan, yeah, um, does a pretty good um, caricature of Daniel Warren Johnson's art. It's like yeah. Daniel Warren Johnson meets Ryan Otley a little bit, um, but uh, this was actually quite fun. Um, I, I actually smiled a couple times. I thought it was kind of cute. It's dumb as hell. It's just a dumb <laughs> shit book, um, but it revels in its in its dumbitudes. 
Uh, it's it's not pretending to be anything other than like what if what if dinosaurs guys Di- dinosaurs and they're the Justice League just f- shut the fuck up and, um, and I did I did and it was it was fun what did you think Brian um, uh, so I do want to say that I liked the art it just didn't have I didn't realize it wasn't Daniel Warren Johnson so it wasn't bad you know what I mean yeah. it was just when you said that I was like oh that's maybe why it didn't grab me quite as much as you know, there weren't like a couple of panels that I was like, oh, man, that's awesome. You know, that yeah. kind of thing uh, that Danny Warren Johnson books have in the past for me. Um, but it was still good. I, th- I still thought it was really good. Um, the, the, the book itself, however, I was not really grabbed by. Mm-hmm. I felt similarly, J.D. I was like, eh, <laughs> I don't care about what if they were dinosaurs. Just like I didn't care about what if they were apes. You remember yeah. the Justice League Unlimited episode where Gorilla Grodd's plan is to turn everyone to apes and Lex Luthor's like, wait, what? <laughs> That's your plan? <laughs> what then? <laughs> uh, no, I don't remember that, but I like yeah, that. Yeah, he's like got the Legion of Doom <laughs> together to work on his on his plan. <laughs> and they're like, why? <laughs> why would you do that? I don't want to be an ape. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, so this book, I feel like would have been served by not introducing each character as much as they did, you know, not being like, here's dinosaur version of Aquaman and here's his deal. And then here's dinosaur version of Wonder Woman becoming Wonder Woman, you know, Wonder Don. Um, And yeah, I just, nothing about it really, really spoke to me. Uh, that much. Um, I liked the Superman characterization, although I was a little like, uh, we're furthering the idea that humans and dinosaurs existed at the same time. Like, I, I don't take it to task too much for that because it's a very common sci-fi I fantasy on, thing. Yeah. I thought that on page one. Yeah. 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 I was like, this is what we're putting out there. But uh, yeah. Um, like the I like the Superman stuff. one. But yeah. I, I like the idea that Batman's is a carnivorous dinosaur and Superman is like some kind of you know plant-eating dinosaur he looks like a diplodocus oh, yeah. or what have you I thought that was pretty cool um and uh yeah that was that was a those were my thoughts it was a very like hit each thing and then and then we'll get to the story maybe next issue kind of book no um for for the very specific like niche that this book is, it's an A plus. This is five stars. This is a fucking masterpiece of dinosaurs as pre-established characters fiction. It is. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> the art is fantastic. The story is stupid. <clears throat> I mean that as a positive. Um, you got Black Mantisaurus punching a dolphin. Yeah. Because he's a guy. mean dude. That's yeah, you show mean that dudes do mean things. <laughs> if I was eight, this would be dope. Yeah. Twelve, still dope. <laughs> Twenty-five, still kind of dope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Forty. Yeah. Tends to be dope. Um, <laughs> but I would. But I would. <laughs> I would. I would enjoy different pieces of it though like at eight i would yeah. enjoy like oh this is such a cool idea but now i'm at the point where um one gideon's art is fucking awesome the coloring yeah. makes mm. this 
a top tier book. Like, mm. um, and then just the, they agreed on a, on a premise and a conceit and just did not back down at all. This is just pure stupid and it's awesome. Yeah. And I, I do agree though, that like, I'm not a giant fan of the way that they structured this first issue. It's very vignette ish mm. as opposed to, you know, a holistic piece and introducing everybody organically. And vignettes um, of things that we, and pretty much everybody who's going to buy this book already knows yeah, like the dinosaur version of. The, it's a, it's the, it's at this point, it's really just like more of a parody of like, here's a seven page yeah. origin or touch <laughs> base with this dinosaur, this dinosaur, yeah, this dinosaur. Yeah. I, I am much more interested in however, whatever dumb way this all comes together than I am seeing like, ooh, Joker would be a Dilophosaurus. Like, I don't, <laughs> that's stupid. That's fine. Yeah. But the fact that he does spit acid, is just like. That's cool. Like spit. his Joker venom yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah no, this cool. book is, this book is super fantastic and everyone should read it. <laughs> <laughs> if I, uh, if I promise or if I make any kind of claim in my life, <laughs> it's that you should read issue one through six. Oh. That's just the first issue. Oh. Just pull this. All covers. Wow. Of the Jurassic <laughs> League. Yeah. That's probably smart. Enjoy yourself. Don't just buy all the covers. Read each issue with a different cover on it. Yeah, because yeah, it that, changes yeah. the experience, what you start that, with. Um, you know? no, yeah. no bullshit, though. I thought this was fun as hell, and yeah. I, would, I will buy this for my nephew and enjoy the shit out of it myself. Nice. This is great. Hey, I, um, I, uh, as we were talking, I got a look again at Wonder Don's costume, and I was like, oh, you know, it didn't register at the time, but it, she doesn't have stars. She's got little, like, circle things, which I thought was a cool thing to do. And a pterodactyl or don i'm not sure uh instead of an eagle which is also pretty cool that i hadn't thought of um and do you guys know that uh triceratops apparently was found to be the juvenile form of a different dinosaur and yeah like like five to ten years ago and they were like so technically we shouldn't call it triceratops but on the other hand triceratops is one of the most well-known of the dinosaurs so we're gonna call them both triceratops even though that might not apply to the to the mature form like there might yeah. not be three of something mm-hmm. i'm not sure i i take it all back this book is garbage yeah 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 this i, I trusted mean, this book and it lied to me yeah yeah and I, <laughs> everything else clearly is full of did, fact did yeah. anyone <laughs> did anyone at all think uh Troglodor with a big beefy arm at this last splash page. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Trog- the Burninator. Trog- yeah, Trogdor the Burninator with one big beefy arm. Yeah. I never uh I never was on that stuff. I didn't find yeah. out about it, I feel like, until much later. And it's still going on. You're more than Is welcome it? to go explore um okay. Homestar Runner and <laughs> just I hear it's very good though, but yeah. yeah. I feel like it might have been the kind of thing it's, that you've got to get into back then. If you are of a certain age, which is yeah. your age, you will yeah. still appreciate the very topical on point Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Your so age. we have two more books, <laughs> but yeah. we we have Len in the wings waiting the to wings. talk about Dr. Strang's. Ooh. Should we do Dr. Strang's? And then we'll sure. do the last two books later? Sure. All right, we're doing it. Yeah. For books. <laughs> Wait, no, I think hey, it's Len. Yeah. Just pull him from the wings. Yeah. 
Look at that handsome son of a gun. <laughs> What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Hey, hey Lynn, congratulations on 300 episodes of your Michelle Mission. Oh, Michelle Mission, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you yeah. very much. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, brothers. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I guess I have to read Jurassic League. I'll have to check yeah. this. <laughs> All covers, if, Lynn. Don't, if, you, yeah. yes. if you've ever trusted me as mm. a person, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. then rethink your life. Yeah, yeah. This is the kind of thing you recommend. Then forget it all and join us for Chester. (laughs) We're going to review every issue. Here's the thing. Uh, We did not talk about Doctor Strange last year because... Last year, last episode. (laughs) Yeah, also it wasn't here. Uh, (laughs) Because Noel had some freaking COVID and then I was Mm. hanging out with Noel so then I had to quarantine so neither of us got to see the movie. But we have finally seen it. Okay. Yeah. and we're, we're here to talk about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, directed by Sam Raimi, written by Michael Waldron, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, Elizabeth Olin. I don't know how to say her name. Olsen. Oh, um, no, it's uh, uh, so, Soito. Yeah, Soito, Soito Gomez. Soito Gomez. Apparently, in earlier Mesoamerican, the L-E is... It's that noise. It's not like a vocal thing. Like Chipotle is apparently oh, how it would have originally or earlier been pronounced. So, say it again. Uh, and Benedict Wong. Yeah. Journey into the unknown with Dr. Strangs, who, with the help of mystical allies, both old and new, traverses the mind-bending and dangerous alternate realities of the multiverse to confront a mysterious new adversary. All right, so... Here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about our overall feelings, and then we're going to let the folks know, hey, it's spoiler time, mm-hmm. and then we're going to get into spoilers. Cool. Because not be everyone is, you know. Yes. Uh, I will ask Len. Len, what did you think? Of Doctor Strange in the multiverse, in the multiverse of madness. Um he was in the multiverse of madness and he invited us all along for the ride and it was quite maddening. It was, um, was it strange? It, <laughs> it was strange. It was strange. There was medical, medical things going on. It was very, it was a very, I, that's a book report where you didn't read the book. <laughs> yeah. In conclusion, yeah. he was yeah. in that multiverse. When it yeah. ended, it was, I felt as though it ended how it should. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it everyone ended. got where they needed to go. It ended where it needed to. And I enjoyed that. Yeah. And put me where I needed to be. Um, it was, yeah, it was a movie. Um, and um, my thoughts on the movie were that while it was a big bag of fan service, um, ultimately I left the movie thinking this was a, a bit too dumb. This, this is not the Jurassic League. I will say that it's not that smart no it's not it really isn't and I never thought I would ever say that in comparison to the (laughs) Jurassic League but it is smarter than Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness Hmm. did you wait like Doctor Strange I enjoyed Doctor Strange I enjoyed the the first Doctor Strange I I enjoyed a lot I thought it was Hmm. the 
the first superhero movie and maybe outside of perhaps Endgame, the only superhero movie that benefits seeing it in IMAX and especially oh, okay. 3D because the 3D yeah. effects in the first Doctor Strange were amazing. I enjoyed, I as much as I thought that Benedict Cumberbatch was not a, it wouldn't have been my choice to cast as Doctor Strange. I thought he acquitted hmm. himself pretty well in it. I enjoyed the first movie because it doesn't end with a big light in the sky. It ends with the, the Doctor outsmarting the big bad. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, well, so yeah. I cool. really, really enjoyed the, the first Doctor Strange. And considering it was just amazing how many years ago that was before we got to the, yeah. to the next Doctor Strange, I 16. didn't... I didn't expect it to be, I didn't expect this one to be as smart as I found that movie to be, but I thought that it would still be a little bit, a little bit less just straight comic booky. Like the comic booky stuff you look for for Spider Man, you know, and mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of Iron Man. But I, I was hoping that Doctor Strange would try for a little bit something different. And it did. I just don't think it's something landed. You're looking for like a little more okay. abstract, esoteric kind of stuff. Or? Yeah. And, and, and that definitely was in there. I mean, you got Sam Raimi as a director, he's mm-hmm. going to give you that um, front and center. And he does. He really mm-hmm. does. And it is, it, it, there's some incredible stuff in here. Um, some in um definitely some like some body hard that's like a real like yeah. like what the fuck? this is this is marvel what y'all doing um mm-hmm. like and when I, I don't know about when y'all saw it when i saw it there was like about three or four rows behind me there were definitely some little kids who yeah. i heard kind of just um, like oh, mommy. Yeah. i was like yeah you get for bringing the hands good inch. you know what i mean yeah. but um learn horror enjoy it <laughs> It's a gateway horror. drug. Well, well, you know what? It, it, I can't. I can't knock that because, uh, yeah, I can't knock that. Um, but um, I, it, I guess, uh, yeah. Just at the end, I didn't like what it did to some of the characters. I thought some of the characters mm. were that were introduced yeah. were wasted a little bit. Um, I, oh. I saw what was coming with Scarlet Witch all the way back from Wandavision, and mm. yet I still didn't one hundred percent agree with the way that it played out. Um, and I thought that for the most part, Benedict Cumberbatch was not up to his game in this movie. So that's that's where I landed with it. All right, brother. Uh, Brian, yes. you go. Um, I liked it. So it's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. And I'll tell you, I have yes. not been sure of that this whole time ever since they announced it. I'm like always forgetting mm-hmm. which one it is. Um, so I was a little underwhelmed, although I did like it. Some of that was uh, the fault of some expectations. One, from the title. He was not (laughs) as in the multiverse of madness as I might have been led to believe by it being the second half of the name of the movie. Um, And also, one, either a director or a producer said something like, this is bigger than Endgame, which I didn't really think was going to be the case, but I thought it was going to be bigger than it was. I thought we were going to see more stuff than we did. Mm. Um, You know, and that's a lot of the cool of a movie about the multiverse that is, you know, not a movie about traveling to a specific thing, but if you're talking about the multiverse, then I would like to explore that Mm. a great deal. Or, you know, at least for like a significant portion. 
Um, I agreed with their treatment of some of the characters. I was like, why'd they, why'd they do that? You know, that seems like a poor move. Um, I don't want to get into who or why that's a poor move, but I wasn't too into it. Um, we'll do that in the spoilers. Yeah. And, and also, you know, the whole thing with Doctor Strange not being the Sorcerer Supreme seems like kind of a subplot that is not going anywhere. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was a little bit here, but it's like, why isn't he the Sorcerer Supreme? You know, I mean, he lost it because he was away, but are you going to now take it away from Wong and give it back to him? Which is odd, or are you it doesn't seem to affect exactly. He's right. not the sorcerer yeah. supreme, but they didn't. It's not like they lost his number. They right. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah I, if anything, <laughs> and like actually, I kind of prefer it. Um, first of all, it's there's full eras of the comic where he's not the sorcerer sure. supreme, and that's the yeah. story. So I'm okay with it. But then also, like for like five years, Wong just kind of kept it warm. Kept it like he probably was a much better at it yeah and it's just like no it's yeah cool. he's like he less it. gifted yeah, naturally maybe but he's a more responsible fellow yeah <laughs> like yeah. if um, anything i'd prefer wong yeah yeah but he i feel like from an outside of the movie perspective do you take it away from wong eventually or is he never the sorcerer supreme again stephen strange um and either one of those seems like not a great choice but it's the choice that they've got now um mm-hmm. And yeah, actually, he started not as the Sorcerer Supreme, which is something I don't think I knew. But it was like ten years before they, before they passed on the mantle from the Ancient One, and he still got the Eye of Agamotto, which is like, what is that anyway? Because yeah. he was destroyed earlier. Um, they, there's, I swear to God, there's like a passing piece of dialogue about it. It's just one of his totems. Yeah, like, like not, I recreated it, really in it powerful in a different way now. And, yeah, and he's yeah, but not the the cloak, which is like one of the Sorcerer Supreme things. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, it's, right. it's almost like the Sorcerer no, it's Supreme. Not. Like, well, okay, not maybe, in the MCU. It's no, no, it's no, it's not. Oh. No, it's not uh, true. But it's almost like this whole Sorcerer Supreme title is is basically just that. It's just a business card that you get yeah, to hand right. out at parties. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. You, you don't. It's you don't get to the just, regional manager. It doesn't really mean anything. Exactly. <laughs> you, don't, I mean, you don't get no. pay raise. You don't get a level up. You know. No. You can, you can't float anything. They damn sure didn't give him any extra training for the job because right. Doctor Strange. No Still more powerful than him. You have right. access to the letterhead. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> the letterhead and the corporate card. That's it. Your <laughs> exactly. responsibilities are the same. You're not more important than anyone else. It's just you're responsible now. That's it. Yeah, yeah. you're the one that leads when a bunch of sorcerers get together. You're in charge. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah people bow at you. That's about it. Like you can make yeah. a call to London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get access yeah. to the lavatory you, of Agamotto. You, you manage home office. Yeah. <laughs> the key, it's got a big eye sort of chain thing. <laughs> JD, what did you think? Oh, um, I agree with both of these fellas. Um, I was really, I was excited about it because of Sam Raimi. And I heard it was going to be a horror movie. And it was, uh, I do think it was a horror movie, um, to a certain extent, as much as the PG 13 Marvel movie, I think it's pretty horrific. There were some, there were some bits in this movie where I went, Oh shit. Oh, Mm -hmm. Oh shit. Um, it's, it's pretty dark. Um, and there were some surprises in there for me that luckily I didn't have them spoiled, uh, which I was, I walked out amazed that Mm. they weren't spoiled for me. 
I was like, oh, how, yeah. did, how did I not know that? Thank God I didn't know that going in. Um, and I walked out going, oh, pretty good. Right. Yeah, pretty good. Hmm. And then I went about my day. And then I went about the next day. I kept thinking about it. And I listened to other podcasts about it, like the iFanboy and the Slash Film. Mm-hmm. I, start, mm-hmm. I found myself going, I want to go see it again. Um, the further away I admit I got, the more I was like, man, that was cool. I did some cool shit in there. That was really fun. That was really brutal. That was a horror movie. That was cool as hell. And I wanted to go back. So uh, I haven't seen it the second time, but between me leaving the theater and being like, that was pretty good. I, I have better feelings now than when I left. Um, mm-hmm. So I do, I do want to revisit it. Uh, I think there's a lot of fun stuff in there. There's a giant Kaiju that they fight in the beginning. Oh yeah. It's a cool I, stuff. Yeah. So I, I had a, I gave it a three and a half stars out of five. I had a similar, uh, so I, because we saw it late, um, my expectations were not through the roof. Actually, I don't think they were the whole release. I got, I got spoiled. A lot of the cameos got spoiled for me right out. Um, which does suck. However, it seems like the most important things were not spoiled for me Mm -hmm. because I was genuinely kind of shocked by a lot of things. Um, in, in a good way. Uh, but I, one, this movie has been living in my head rent free for the last like 48 hours because I keep finding myself remembering sequences that were in another movie or even another filmmaker's movie would have been a centerpiece, but in Sam Raimi's world, it's a fucking Tuesday. Right. Like I want to talk explicitly about one climax or one battle climax Mm. towards the end of the movie. That was just like, it was happening. And I was belly laughing because I can't Mm. believe this is happening. Like in a, Mm -hmm. in a, in a giddy, this is ridiculous. And it's so creative way. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, you don't get that with Marvel movies normally. Yeah. Like it's it's very competent, it's very fun, it is what it is. You know, you get a couple of good laughs, a couple of really, really good moments of gravitas, but then it's just like, big bad, big bad, we're good. This mm-hmm. was genuinely a different experience. Like it shot out of the cannon really fast, lots of whiplash back and forth, so many bold as fuck choices, and they tied it up at the end and we're, we're out. Like it was two hours and 10 minutes, but it felt like it didn't feel like that at all. It felt a lot shorter <clears throat> and it happened so fast that I almost, it almost feels like instead of that being a problem, it was more of like the design feature of just like, let's just go like the movie just goes. And I kind of, I think I kind of loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like, I don't disagree with, any of your complaints like I, like you like lennon lennon brian were going i was like uh-huh uh-huh yeah yeah, feel yeah. the same way yeah. but <laughs> despite that i had so much fucking fun yeah i loved it i loved mm. it um one of the things that sort of bothered me throughout the movie was and i don't know how to explain this other than it still looked like early 2000s spider-man Sam Raimi sets. Mm. When we when we first visit that rooftop. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. was just like, 
this is this this doesn't exist. Like this is just a set. Mm-hmm. It's, it looks mm-hmm. like a set. The Even entire palette had a weird facade to it, but I, I, it was it was consistent. So I had to imagine it was a choice. Same like a lot of the so like in the if you want to compare it to the first one, um, Derrickson, the director of that one, took the Storenko kind of aesthetic and grounded it in a very tactile way. Mm. Whereas Raimi takes Raimi. I always do that because I spell it out in my head. Raimi takes the Storenko aesthetic and literally transcribes it in the same way that like the, to- uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies feel like Ditko and mm-hmm. all the other Spider-Man movies feel like modern ultimate comics. Mm-hmm. Like he panel for panel, well, not panel for panel because it's not that explicit, but he literally translates an era of comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The CG was actually cool. was quite good. But the set design looked cheap. Yeah, yeah. There were there were times when I, I, I agree with you. It looked kind of like little dated, you know. Mm. It, mm-hmm. Just all, it, just all didn't the, it just didn't fit. It didn't work. All yeah. the stones looked like styf- styrofoam. It was perfect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Six one six universe does not have stone. It's all. No, it's yeah, it's always styrofoam. been styrofoam. Yeah. 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 Well, um, yeah, that was weird. Do you, uh, did did you want to put like you said you qualified it with a three and a half? Do you guys want to put stars to it out of five? Or I never think in those terms naturally. How many multiverses uh, of madness out yeah. of five? Mad. Oh, no, we're going to start how thinking about universes? how it's all, uh, unlimited. No, stop it. Yeah. How many America Chavez stars out of five do you give it? Yeah. Those terms. <laughs> I I mean I may, I could see myself giving three stars to this movie. I could see that. Could you see yourself giving three and a half stars? I could see it. <laughs> I could see it happening. In the multiverse. Yeah. There is something very Brian. similar to me that is giving it that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But it ain't so you. three. No. Okay, so We're three all very different Glenn. in other ways. Um, I guess I could land... Yeah. You guys are so wishy-washy. No, I, I, I probably would go three. Not at all. I would go. I would go. I would go three. That's about average. This yeah. all. This all I'm, tracks. I'm. Yeah. I'm gonna land on a four because the movie oh. I think is a three and a half, but uh-huh. my experience was a four and a half. Interesting. Oh shit! Interesting. So, in the so like okay. four. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. I, I probably would ultimately go with three. Honestly, if I okay. if I was picking. Um, um, oh, the six one six thing though. I've and I may have said this before on the show. Is this is this in disorder? No, no, no. no. No, no, no. It's just the idea that, you know, 616 and that kind of thing. I think that they really missed an opportunity naming the MCU 616. Like, this is the 616 of the movie multiverse. Something that sounds similar to 616 but isn't, I think would have been really cool. And then it's like they exist in the same multiverse as the comics. You know? Yeah. The movie has its own Earth designation. I think it would have been a cool thing to do. Um, but I thought it was weird too when she said six one six. I was like, eh, "Is it though?" Like, this isn't six one six. This is no. that's like treating it as though it isn't the multiverse. <laughs> you know yeah. that six one seven a different multiverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or yeah, six one seven. I kind I, 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 I see what you're saying, but I didn't bump up against that. Cool. I, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah you, I, you, because I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Because even 
as I think about it out, think it out, suppose you got to think in their world, yeah. they're real. Yeah. And they find out about the multiverse and they're they're in multiverse 616. Mm-hmm. So if you posit as they always do in the world of Marvel comics, that they are really real, mm-hmm. that somewhere in their world, there is a Marvel comics making comic books of yeah. them and their stories yeah. they set in earth 616 yeah, how many like how many layers of the onion do you f- feel like peeling also to the scientists from earth 838 designated yeah. our doctor strange as 616 so it's not sure. even like an us them because like by that logic why didn't they just call themselves one when they were cataloging yeah so well like, they never at this point i always like assumed that. in the marvel multiverse comics or otherwise i always assumed that there was like something about the quantum reality or vibration that was like in this universe, this number is six one six. In this universe, it's eight three eight kind of thing. You're right. Doesn't doesn't Al Ewing's The Ultimates kind of get into that? Like the isotope five, four, and five. Like every time the Earth gets remade after some sort of crisis. Yeah, there's like oh, some sort of signature or something. There's like a isotopic signature, and now we're up to like isotope ISO five yeah. or isotope five. Like you remember, Len, in the parallels next generation episode where they're like oh this has a different quantum signature i mean mm-hmm. that's, there's many many stories of multiverses that do that but um, i think we put more thought into this than anyone else yeah, i believe right. that i believe that in that. a in a deleted scene they actually do say that they're from earth um zero zero one but then a strange visitor from another planet with powers and abilities far beyond mortal men comes and kicks all of their asses and says no you're in 616 earth one is covered and taken already (laughs) gentlemen (laughs) well let's move into spoilers so if you haven't seen doctor strange in the multiverse of madness get get out of here Good, good. Go. <laughs> well, wait a minute. They can't go because they they got to come back to because y'all going to finish the your comic books that you're. Yeah, well, you ruined it. Okay, you should have seen just, it already. Uh, but the spoilers. That's why I was uh, telling y'all to go through the comics. I, I didn't hear I that. I saw that, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, I didn't see it. <laughs> uh, all right, spoilers. Tough spoil. titty toenails. Yeah. We're gonna Here spoil we go. the movie. Um, <laughs> titty toenails. Uh, Brian, what were you? Oh my hey. God. Brian, what were you saying? There, you had a problem, and we we're gonna talk about it in spoilers. What was that? My issue was the treatment of Scarlet Witch, right? So we just got her as the Scarlet Witch, right? She's in her full kind of power costume, you know, all that identity kind of stuff for two reasons. One, I wanted to see that, um, and two, she is one of the only like strong female lead characters that marvel has and i mean not Mm. the only by any stretch but she's like i should say one of the premier ones right and Mm. i mean there's captain marvel her there's captain marvel i mean if you want to like are you talking about in the comics or are you talking about like in no 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 the mcu the the movies so in the movies yeah yeah i get it yeah Uh, well in the movies she's she's one because it's captain marvel there was black widow right um so and there there is another one now but she doesn't have the you know maybe one day she will be as popular as the original black widow but as of now she's not like the main character that people are thinking of when they think of that part of the mcu she's also a character that has comics that people can go and read Mm. not that many but she has some Mm -hmm. um but, uh, you know, so now they've lost that. And, I mean, you've got Shuri, who is not 
currently the lead of her franchise, but who knows what will happen. She might be. Right. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I thought that was a bummer. And I also thought like she, like she immediately no, no, um, kind of two ways about it is a bad, bad villain. It's, you know, straight from WandaVision where she seemed upset about that and was relatable to immediately is like, oh, this yeah. thing that I feel bad about and kind of made up for. Oh, oh nope, I'm about to do way worse. Yeah, but at the end of WandaVision, you see her with the dark hole, right? Well, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but you don't and know. And also, I was going to say, like, can I? She didn't make up for shit, by the way. Yeah, no, she, she didn't. This thing I she feel bad out. about. Yeah. yeah, this thing I feel bad about and then left without any consequences at all. I mean, she it was an accident. I, you know what? I, it was an accident. It was an accident. Hang on. I, yeah. I I would like to have ahead, first Noel. kind of stab, not like debate stab, just in general, like because I felt that, and then as the movie was progressing, I reconciled with it very, like, very quickly. Mm-hmm. So that was what didn't get spoiled for me. No, okay. all of the cameos and shit get spoiled for me. But her being the antagonist of the film, period, mm-hmm. yeah. was not spoiled for me. Um. All of the advertising was all of the advertising was that it was like variants of strange that were fucking up and all kinds of things like that. So like that's kind of where they led me. And even in like the hero imagery, she is fighting alongside Wong in that like Mm. very deftly cut trailer of her and Mm -hmm. Wong with monsters next to them. Mm. Like so, so the fact that she is the main antagonist of the entire film was was not spoiled for me. So that immediate turn in the first act of the movie, I was like, oh fuck, movie what? Like yeah. that same, was exciting same. in, in a very kind of belly laughing kind of way. Uh, also it worked for me because I didn't want it to happen. Mm-hmm. It upset me, which oh. is okay. Those things. Upset and, me. and I reckon it's okay to be like movies are movies and stories are supposed to like kind of elicit reactions and then mm-hmm. validate yeah. them and or pay them off. For me, it validated it because it is in line with the comics Scarlet Witch in so much as she starts as a villain. I know that we've had Wanda in the MCU for a while, but we've only had the Scarlet Witch for five seconds. Mm-hmm. It tracks that she is a villain, that she is motivated and is an antagonist. She does not die on screen. We had the same experience with Loki. Now he's a full-on hero. So I do not think that they've taken her off the table and that like everything is lost and, and we've removed this strong character. I think that they have set it up for her to have just as meaty and as sweet of an arc as Loki has. Cause he was legitimately the main villain of the MCU for the entire first phase. Right. right. Yeah. Right. And to be fair, uh, real quick, do, and to be fair, as far as Wanda's history in the comics, outside of her joining the Avengers originally in the comic books, which where the story was that her and her brother Quicksilver used to be brothers, um, members of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, and then turned a new leaf and joined Captain America and the Avengers. Outside of that, and um, the her biggest arcs that you can give solely to her 
You know, not just that she's married to the vision or that she's got a thing for Wonder Man and what's going on with him and all that other stuff, which still ties in with the vision and all that thing. Her biggest arcs that have anything to do with her are killing all the mutants. So even there, she she turns rogue. Um, And, you know, everything that has to do with her and her kids, which, you know, if you're not going to touch the mutants part because you're not ready to touch them yet, then this is where you go with her and disassembled um, too, right? She was responsible for that. Yes. yes. Yeah, but yeah. she was she was okay. She was re- responsible to for that. But I think if if I remember, didn't that have something to do? Like, wasn't that on the tail end of the whole mutants or the sons? The, no. So disassembled disassembled was the beginning of her was was her actual um, nervous breakdown, and then killed a bunch of Avengers and destroyed a bunch of stuff. And then House of M is the, what are we going to do about Wanda? She's dangerous. Okay. So it was like the start of it all. Yeah. Right. But either way, like her biggest stories are about her turning bad. So I didn't, again, like like Noel said, um, I got to be honest. When when I saw her at the end of WandaVision, I thought she was going to, all right, she's going to, she's going to turn bad. They, this mm-hmm. kind of opened up the the idea of a multiverse in WandaVision. I, and I knew it was going to be explored more in the movies. Um, and I said, I, I see her showing up in Spider-Man or Doctor Strange and, and probably going to be a villain. So when she showed up and, it, you know, they played with the, your emotions, thinking like, oh, she might be on the side of the, the angels. I was like, hmm, this doesn't track with where I thought it was going. And then, boom, it switched. And I was like, ah, this is where we're going. Yeah. So I was fine with it. I was fine with it. You know, the biggest aspect that I didn't like about her 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 storyline is like, even though I thought there could have been a little bit more nuance with it, yeah. As as far as like you know her wanting wanting to have this life with her children, I thought that they could have it could have been a little bit more had a little bit more. I said nuance, gravitas. I, I I just didn't like something about her just being this screaming Herod and wanting her kids it was, I, was bothering me. You know what I mean? I think that's the tone of the movie, though, that you're having issues with. Because, like, the tone of the movie as this um, 60s-inspired horror witch thing almost doesn't lend as well to that than, you know, acting for the rafters did. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, like like as much as I also wanted it, it just it worked in this tone, which is very unique for the Marvel movies that came before it. Here's the question I want to pose to all three of you guys, mm. though. You you very intelligent gentlemen. Oh no, because this movie clearly plays out that you know we we've just talked about it. Doctor Strange is no longer the Saucer Supreme name only <laughs> right yeah. still the title of the movie right <laughs> and yet he points out that oh i need an expert in witchcraft because that's different from sorcery yes yeah how yes, is that does. different th- from sorcery yeah. especially when we see them fighting against each other they're doing the same things <laughs> shooting uh, the same stupid no, magic their power signatures of- are completely different hers is like a, a, a amorphous kind of smoky looking and his are all rune based right it, but they're still yeah. just shooting beams at one another I definitely had that reaction Len when Wong was like this isn't sorcery. 
it's witchcraft. I was like, oh, what's the difference? <laughs> same, same. Because I, I remember, I remember thinking like, oh yeah, I guess it is. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on a second. You can't just say that. That's not. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he no, I, uses yeah, the dark hold. He's like, oh, yeah. uh, no, I need to use this. <laughs> this yeah. book that is magic related. She's I, after the thing that I am empowered by, sort of. At least, <laughs> and like, and like, at, least turned, at least if he had turned the book backwards and upside down, so he was reading yeah. the sorcery side, it, maybe yeah, in the, the, it's a classic flip. In book. the context, <laughs> in the context of the movie, I took it as kind of like a learning different languages or <laughs> different <laughs> skill sets oh, of the same profession. Idea. Like you're either Tilg welder or or an AB. Like it, I, I took it as. Yeah, I didn't really have a different. problem with the right. existence yeah. of them being different. It just seemed like this weird blip where I guess they just needed a reason that he is specifically going to Wanda Maxwell. Oh, yeah. You know, it's all plot you know, machinations. Yeah. The thing with Wanda, to go, I, I wanted to weigh in on that Wanda thing. Uh, hmm. I was surprised, too, Noel, that, that she turned out to be the main antagonist of the film. I thought she was going to be a good guy. Um, and I was like, oh, shit. But then thinking through, I was like, well, in WandaVision... What is her name? She says, if you become the Scarlet Witch, like the Scarlet Witch is Agatha. fucked up. Like right. Agatha. Right. Agatha warns her not to become the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Um, the MCU is a different thing. It's this um, um, title like that one gets after. Be- uh, yeah, prophecy yeah. title. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the fact that she does become the Scarlet Witch at the end of WandaVision, I was like, well, that tracks. Mm. Um, and we did see her. You know, there was it was it was a little bit more mysterious or a little bit darker than I think Len had taken it. But like, there is a Wanda at the end of that show that is making tea and mm-hmm. sipping whatever, and she goes to the front of the cabin and is there. But then we pass her and we go to the Wanda who is in the back, floating, reading the dark yeah. hold. Yeah, yeah. Which is very it's a much darker ending than I think a lot of people who are like, oh, it had such a good ending for WandaVision. I was like, ah. I don't think it did. Right. This is why I saw her being pretty pretty dark. See, I was, Mm -hmm. I took the ending of that as like, could go either way kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like the dark dichotomy is traditionally, no, no, not, not that she might turn out to be either one, but just like, oh, maybe she will turn the Scarlet Witchness to something good. But I agree. Now that I'm thinking about it, when I saw the end of WandaVision, I think I was a little bit like, oh, that could be an issue. That she's reading the yeah. dark hold, but that she might fight back from that or something uh, like to be, that. To be fair, too, uh, COVID kind of fucked this all up order-wise. Right. This movie right. was supposed to come out before Spider-Man. Right. After WandaVision, which was supposed to come out six months after it did. Uh, and um, Captain Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to come out that so, December wow. instead. So, like, everything got flopped around, but orig- as originally incepted... This WandaVision was supposed to be literally right before mm. the next thing was going mm. to be Doctor Strange. Now, I, I wonder think- because I remember seeing some like earlier art or whatever where you remember how Spider-Man and Doctor Strange had that kind of open cube thing that was the, mm. the thing that needed to be. The MacGuffin? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I saw some stuff where earlier it was a book and people oh. assumed that it was the Darkhold. That doesn't track with the end of this movie. I've also heard that this movie had a lot of reshoots. 
Yeah, it could have been yeah. a book of Vishanti. It could have been any. It could have been a also, stand-in that was never supposed to be. There. Yeah, I was going to say know, we're talking knows. about concept yeah. art. They were like, put a right. thing in their hands. We just right, need right. to see like right. costume design. Yeah, <coughs> but, I, I don't disagree with you. Know that when you say the, you know, when something in a story upsets you and elicits a particular reaction, yeah. I think, you know, that obviously can be a really good story. I think I've seen it so much recently, where it seems like so many. Makers of media and entertainment seem to be like, well, we did it because this isn't what the fans would want. Like, this is something that would, this is like a dark turn to a, to something, and that is the story that we're telling. Um, um talk about, talk about examples. A, a lot of stuff. Uh, Do you Star have examples. Wars, Star the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Um, I think was a lot of that. It was like three major victories, all failed. Um, it, by the you know new by the end of uh, Return of the Jedi, I don't think um, anybody was dark in Last Jedi where it, like they betrayed each other. It was just things. No, didn't not work. dark, but things went wrong, and it was like this is this is a cool story because of that because you thought things were okay and they weren't okay. You know that's how it felt to me anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, it just seems like that's been a turn that we've been seeing a lot of uh, Tom King's <laughs> art, but that's separate. You know, that's different. Um, yeah. But see, this just, doesn't feel like that to me because it's Wanda. Yeah. Who yeah, has but a long I was more speaking of... in a I was speaking in a broader sense to Noel's like artistic point oh, about yeah. it. You know, like whereas I do think that that can yeah. Be very interesting well, at times. What I, I think, well, I'm so, just maybe a little overwhelmed by it. Oh, maybe I wasn't. Maybe I wasn't super clear because I I do skip steps in my head often. <laughs> my feelings in the theater at the time, when it was revealed that she she revealed it herself, I was upset. Mm. Like no. Yeah, yeah. But then that feeling was validated by her journey, and my my understanding of the character historically. Mm. It so wasn't, the fact that you were emotionally them. invested is yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and and yeah, yeah like I could totally see that that's a but it, it wasn't it wasn't a like thing. it was yeah. yeah I felt I felt the betrayal but mm-hmm. then it wasn't it wasn't a betrayal like I I came to the conclusion myself that it wasn't mm-hmm. a betrayal so it doesn't fall in line mm-hmm. with the same kind of like Tom King reference you're making of like you know what let's muck up uh strange yeah, adventures yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what <coughs> you brought up Star Wars. Yeah. I have a similar experience with Luke Skywalker. Yeah. When yeah. I watched The Last Jedi, I was I walked out a little disappointed of what <laughs> happened with Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Um, but I've since come around after giving it a lot of thought and been like, actually, that a lot of that has it's very in line with Luke Skywalker from the original trilogy. So, um, I, yeah, I have not come around. I still am like, man, that's not the Luke Skywalker that I was interested in. You know that kind of thing. Um. And especially well, that, because, that can like also said, be the case, but then it can also you cannot be interested in it, but it can also <sighs> still be in line with his character. Yeah, uh, sure. Those two things can definitely coexist. I'm not interested in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're interested can in we, seeing him progress, but we, um, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, but in this case, also, I was a little upset just because it happened so quickly. Now we'll see as more of things come out. Like if she comes back, I was a little bummed that it was like, ah, we didn't get any Scarlet Witch. As you know, the Scarlet Witch doing hero stuff, um, but who knows what will happen uh, in the future? Yeah. Um, ahead, can we talk about? Can we? Can we just talk about like more about the 
the movie itself. Like the yes, uh, where like there are the the scene I was referring to before was the music fight. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. Which in I another movie, a, go on. Oh, I thought it was a little silly, but yeah, it was fucking awesome. Uh, that's not what I said. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. awesome. It was it was okay. so creative and so silly. Like it it was by the time in that like in the movie by the time it happened it like to your point we were we have at that point in the movie have seen sorcerers and witches throwing beams at each other constantly yeah to recontextualize it into something so silly hmm. and having the score complement that with mm-hmm. competing mm-hmm. overtures I'm like this is fucking insane they gave same rhymey. Raimi. Raimi. I'll never do it. I'll never do it. Since I was like 12, I'll never fucking do it. Um, That they allowed him to do this, Mm. you know, like, cause it, that is not that, 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 that felt like a a pure moment. Um, A lot of the stuff felt like a pure moment. Also too, by the time we got to happy plus music equals, or, okay, I gotcha. It's cute. Um, that's one of the moments that we were talking about earlier, which is really terrible for an audio. Um, where yes. I was just yeah, yeah, you read my T-shirt. Yeah, uh, fucking <laughs> no, Enjoy that, this. podcast listeners. <laughs> um, so uh, as soon as like in the previews, we saw a zombie strange. Um, they bury the dude. It's like, oh, it's Defender Strange. He's going to come back as a zombie. But then they set up all of the stuff with the you know the shadow walking. Shadow walking is it? Dreamwalking, yeah, yeah. dreamwalking, dreamwalking. Being able to possess another multiversal version of you, right? Mm -hmm. By the time they get to the point where he's got the dark hold and they're in a different universe, it's just like I like I smacked my forehead in glee because it's like he's going to possess a zombie and fight as a zombie for like these are the kind of like escalations in story that I was not expecting, Mm -hmm. but was just so fucking happy to see. And his cape was was made of the souls of the damned. Yes, that, that was dope. That was fucking back. awesome. I and but then also like everyone in this movie, in, like the 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 makers of it, and then all of the actors were so game. It's commendable. Like Benedict Cumberbatch had to give an emotional pep talk with half of his face missing, yes. and no one <laughs> snickered. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. they played the moment for real hmm. and people in the audience were laughing but it wasn't like a this oh, really? is fucking stupid yeah oh i wasn't it, oh yeah it not, was, not in my no, it was it was no. nervous like there was nervous laughter all around me like i can't believe this is they're huh. doing this huh. not in like a this is fucking stupid it was more oh, like okay. a i can't this believe cool. this this is ridiculous yeah, yeah. It, it just was an incredibly enjoyable experience i, and I thought I, the oh sorry no no Go ahead. i thought the music thing First time it happens, I was like, that was cool. Second time, I was like, okay. Then when it goes on, and then it's like, oh, okay, like, you've had an idea where the music in the movie is the thing that, that they're fighting with. That's yeah, certainly something that you've come up with that you're <laughs> doing on screen. It's like a big idea that you're trying to go for. I think it would have been much better served if there were other kinds of magic. Like if yes. the music thing was like two or three spells back and forth 
And then yes. there was like other things that weren't blasts, but were some other cool thing. If they well, yes and yeah. it yeah. a little bit and went, yeah. Yeah. What, what else is in this room that we could? Yeah. Uh, That's well, what I was waiting for. Movie. You know, uh, there was like only one thing. I, yeah. I absorbed it. I absorbed it in context of the whole movie up until then, not necessarily the fight. Hmm. But you're right. No, so you, like, it, yeah. And, and just like you're saying, the whole movie up until then, I enjoyed it as well. Hmm. Um, just like B and, and JD said, I was waiting for the yes and of it mm-hmm. because after a while, yeah. because it did play on a little long as it was just these notes going back and forth. But also to what you just said, Noel. By the time we get there, it happens in like pretty late in the movie for for this real different different piece of special effect to happen, mm. you know. And while there are some some very cool visual moments um, throughout the film, I think the really biggest coolest uh, moment that maybe uh, stands in comparison to this is when Dr. Strange and America Chavez, you know, kind of skip along the multiverses a little yeah. bit mm-hmm. and they turn, they turn into animation, they turn uh, into globs of paint and cool. stuff like that. And that, and that is all very cool, but that's a while ago in the movie. That's yeah. early on in the yeah. movie. Right. So in between, it's just these, sorcery and witchcraft bolts that look the same same thing <laughs> shooting back and forth at one another and the only other cool real science fiction you know like special effects moment to me is wanda coming through the reflections Yo, which looks dope that was cool right that was looks really cool. dope but we definitely have seen aspects of that before. So as dope mm-hmm. as it looked in a Marvel movie, yeah. it wasn't something I hadn't seen before. Well, Dr. Yeah, there was one sequence kind of where, where yeah. he's got that like fractal magic kind of thing, yeah. which you also see in No Way Home. The mirror universe. Um, yeah, but th- yeah. like a lot of it was curbed from other Sam Raimi movies too, which was fantastic. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead, Jay Day. Oh, you know what I didn't need? Bruce Campbell. Uh, he ground <laughs> the movie to a halt. When yeah. he shows up and yeah. he's what the doggy daddy or something like that, yeah, uh, pizza papa, pizza, pizza papa, pizza, <laughs> doggy daddy is a different doggy daddy, in the pizza papa. Um, yeah. and then at the end, where he's just like, Oh, it's it's over, it's like, over. I was just like that scene took forever, and then I waited a long time to get to that end credit scene, which was like, That was um, fun. And was that a good thing for me? To and wait I'm a for? Sam like, Raimi, Bruce Campbell fan, like, I like yeah. these guys. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Even I was like, oh, yeah. 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 That's, I think that was like the, that was like the fourth or fifth uh, version of his cameo that they shot. Oh really? And oh yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. He had. I think he said somewhere that he played, like he would come in and like do little bit parts throughout the shoot. Uh-huh. And he was like, I have no idea what my cameo is going to be because I've done <laughs> like four versions of it. And wherever they end up fitting it in, that's what. Yeah. That's what's gonna be. I also felt. Did you guys feel like he's like, oh, he's gonna hit himself, and she's like, oh, that's pretty hard, you know, for a day or so. And he's like, no, three weeks. I was like, oh, that is a lot. <laughs> that is a yeah. very long time for him to be continually beating himself up for yeah. a fairly minor comment. You know, yeah. he would be yeah. dead. Yeah. He yeah, would right? beat himself to death in three weeks. <laughs> At pretty least much psychological um, trauma for the rest of his life. Let's talk about the the big the big multiversal character scene. Yes. Um, that was one that I did not see coming. Uh, FF 
Reed Richards, played by uh, oh, Chris, really Krasinski, John Krasinski. Yeah. Okay, oh, I had no oh. idea that he was going to show up. I was happy to see um, Peggy Carter again. Mm-hmm. I did not like how she was dispatched. I felt no. I hurt my feelings. I did not like that. <laughs> uh, Black Bolt looked dumb as hell. Well, he, uh, he looks dumb as hell. I, I was you refer to royalty. Bolt. You refer to royalty in their full name. It's Black Agar Boltagon. Black Agar Boltagon. Yeah. You know um, who's playing him too, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kirk, I didn't realize Kirk. that. Um, it's Anson Mount. Not Kirk. Uh, Anson Mount. Captain Anson Mount. Right Chris Pike. In, in but that's Pike. that's who that's yeah. who played him before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the TV um, show. Yeah. I just thought it was cool. Yeah, but the sequence where she dispatches all of them was awesome. I thought that was re- I was really kind of blown away, especially by the the black and gold Boltagon death. Black and gold Boltagon, JB. Come on, black and gold Boltagon. Black and gold Boltagon. This is not, this is this is not like Sam Raimi, Raimi. This is black and gold Boltagon. Really easy. Black and gold Boltagon. Uh, when he blows his own head off. Uh, yes. with his yeah. with his voice, uh, I was like, "That's amazing! That's cool." I uh, what'd you get? The, uh, it was so subversive and fun. Like, mm-hmm. I that was one of the sequences where I was belly laughing. Like, yeah, I I was I was watching a fantastic or I was watching a really fun horror movie. Like, mm-hmm. you're you're unceremoniously murdering all these people, and it's fucking hilarious. The kind like that they I, can only do in like a what if or a multiversal story. Yeah. So they very frequently do in what if and multiversal stories. But we've yeah. never gotten a live action yeah. version of that. No, no, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Live action. Well, I mean, people it. have they yeah. and and the way that they presented all of these cameos in such a um, gravitas or crescendo moment to have them all gruesomely murdered. Yeah. It's well, even more of a joke, and I just I loved it. Yeah, because it was it was it was fan service at its highest form, and it was also a little bit of like, hey, this is what you've been asking for, and let's fuck with them. <laughs> it was like, it was yeah. it was super punk. Like it was great. Yeah. Like yeah. fine, this is what you asked for. It was even fan casting. Like yeah. fucking yeah, all fan casting. It was, fan casting. It was I mean, perfect. Which yeah. speaking of that, I. You know, I have never really seen the John Krasinski as Reed Richards thing. Like, John Krasinski is great. Reed Richards is also very cool. I don't see why, other than John Krasinski is well-known, people have, and has brown hair, people have said, I can, I can see, I can see facially how you can get to him as Reed Richards. Um, I don't think that him doing this little, first of all, I wouldn't want to see him cast as Reed Richards. I think he's he's right. too old to be Reed Richards right now. I was now. thinking too young. That's funny. No, I well, I mean, I, I, I think yeah, I just don't yeah. want to see him as Reed Richards. I yeah, like I don't no, have I mean, anything against him, but um, mm-hmm. I just just don't want to see him. But this was if if for people who want to see him as Reed Richards, I don't think it's fair to judge this. You know, right oh, no. here. You know, that basically he did on a soundstage. He wasn't even in the actual room. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there, there, there's a story where Elizabeth Olsen said she was never in the same room with the dude. Yeah, like, weird, she, right? She's never met None him. of them. She's None never met him. him. Yeah. 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 You know, so I don't, I, and he definitely seemed like he was like, you know, I got the suit. 
You know, yeah. I've got the script. I'm saying the lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, where's my check? Yeah. You know what I mean? What so, do you mean I got the suit? They probably just like yeah, put fucking no, Yeah, you're, you're right. And, yeah, and built it. Right. Like, now, this shit. is a cool way to have him as Reed Richards. If he is not the main Reed Richards, like, I have no issue with this at all. Yeah, because it was another universe. Is, I'm, I'm sure he'll do a good job if he was, but, you know. Yeah. But, here's the, so, but here's the part, uh, r- real quick, about like... No, 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 no. While all that is going on, and it's great, and it's cool, and you know, Professor X comes up with the X Men music, so everybody circle things coming out of his head. Yeah, so everybody is like in love. Everybody is like very uncomfortable chair. (laughs) Yeah, it's all up here. The chair does not work in live action. No, well, that's why he had a real wheelchair in the other in the in the in the movies, um, in X Men movies. But but while that is all going on, Doctor Strange. Our ex sorcerer supreme is fighting with um Mordo. What Mordo? Yeah, Mordo. Yeah, yeah. He's fighting with Mordo. They're fighting like basically in a little in a little like like canyon oh, in the yeah. middle yeah. in the room for yeah. and Doctor Strange climbs out of the canyon. Whatever this little thing. He climbs out, and Mordo was looking at him. Was like, "Well, I'll get you, Strange. Just climb out." No, 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 no. You no. haven't seen the last of me, Stephen Strange. Was, <laughs> oh, that's true. He is a sorcerer. He probably could just levitate himself out. Yes. No, that's a good point. Yeah, he still had the bracelet. Like he still had. Oh, the that's right. Okay, no, no, no. He had the bracelet, so he couldn't use his powers. But you could, dude. No, I thought he, the same thing. Him and Strange are fighting. Strange uses his body to, like, he does a kick to jump off of Mordo and in yeah. order to get purchase. It's like he it's has like to getting use off Mordo to get without, up there. Mm. Getting off, like, getting past the wall without somebody giving you a boost. Like, mm. he gets a boost yeah, off Yeah, he got a boost, yeah. I thought the same thing, and I was like, just climb the, oh, never mind. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a weird like, little moat that they have, though, in front of their yeah. chairs. Yeah. Well, Very that, well, so you can't get to, the, I mean, it's over-designed. It was probably some version yeah. of Tony Stark. <laughs> um, um but uh when he when he learns comments. Mordo's name though, I think it's fucking great. Like Carl. Right. Like, right. Wait, Carl? Yeah. Before we get to the com- before we get to the comments, I think one of the reasons, just going back to Elizabeth Folsom and the Scarlet Witch, the reason why that bothered me so much is because like, yeah, there was wasn't a whole lot of nuance or like I guess she does have an arc, but I don't think that I don't think it um it's a slow moving arc that doesn't really even be it's not it like movie. it like like it escalates to the peak of the arc like right at the end of the movie. Otherwise it is like is on flatland the rest of the movie for most of the yeah. movie. And I thought that that was true for a lot of the women in this movie and that and I bumped up against that especially the other big woman and the big introduction in this movie America Chavez uh, who is a great character to bring her into the Doctor Strange world and you kind of learn a little bit about her backstory and her power set and everything like that but I don't think they do anything with her I think she is basically just running around you know MacGuffin. yeah yeah Yeah. and, and, and I think that I think you know you could say that uh, maybe that's because she'll be used more in maybe in her own movie or she'll her story will be more developed whenever they get to a young Avengers, which is what they seem to be seeding to. But I still think that this film could have 
done a lot more in developing her character, giving her a true arc. And I yeah. and I, I didn't like it. And I also didn't like that um um uh Strange's Christine. Christine, girlfriend, I thought that she basically was just running after after Strange the whole whole freaking movie. So I, I just didn't like I didn't like the way that the women were portrayed in this film. And yet she still had more to do than in the original Doctor Strange, where I yeah, walked to yeah, that movie I, going, why did they cast her? Well, that's why true. did they catch now Rachel McAdams? Yeah. Rachel McAdams should be a hero in the Marvel universe, the not the girlfriend yeah. Yeah. of a hero. Yeah. Now they I thought she was uh in this one, she was definitely a Doctor Strange character point. And I, I didn't have an issue with that as much as now that you mention it, Len, like America Chavez also is there to showcase that Doctor Strange is not doesn't turn bad like the other Doctors Strange. Mm. Um, and that now that you mention it does seem like an oversight. Whereas Christine, I was kind of like, all right. I mean, he was already yeah. sort of over her by the end of the first movie. I was yeah. I was going to say like I, I kind of I I but I agree with with. Ryan, America was a MacGuffin. She was she was the the prism with which we judge Doctor Strange in this movie. So you could take that as like doing her dirty. She deserves more. I agree. But with Christine, I actually think they almost elevated her based off the first movie. They gave yeah. her a shitload more to do. Yeah, and justify her, her check. Yeah, yeah, they they also yeah. they justified her at least in six one six. They justified her. Cause she has moved on and she does not judge herself and, or, you know, measure her worth based mm. off of strange. And the other one, he died and she was like the head of the fucking Illuminati. Yeah, she's Institute. like a super scientist. Not so, like, so I agree with it with one, but yeah. not the other one, but I think it's more of a yeah. holdover from the first movie where they misused her mm. egregiously. Yeah, okay. But before we move on to the, to the comments, actually we didn't mention it in the, the big Illuminati of it all. Did anybody get like kind of like all giddy when they were talking about incursions? Like, oh yeah, you're gonna do secret wars, you sons of bitches. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hickman, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, like they're literally talking about. But in this version of it, it's multiverses incurring and not just Earths. Yeah, isn't that what it was? Is, that's I mean, no. that's where the what? That's where the Earths come from. Yeah, the multiverse. Uh, that's why there's yeah, more than they, one Earth. They were like, like they, you know, they specifically were just calling it Earth incursions. Planet. I always incursions. thought it was like in the DC universe where Earth is sort of full. the center of everything, <laughs> and yeah. so incursion points happen at Earth. Yeah, it was it, yeah. I, like yeah. I haven't read it in a long time, but it wasn't like full realities incurring upon each other. It was oh. like two Earth, like literally an Earth showed up in the sky and it was coming too close. Oh, I see. Like it was, yeah, it was more physical space displacement as opposed mm. to merging right. realities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. See, I didn't get all in my feels about that. I thought it was cool, and I, yeah. you know, see it coming. It's like, yeah, all right, dope. I see where yeah. where y'all going in. I got in my feels a little bit because I'm a Fantastic Forehead. When they mm. kind of like hint at that, whenever they get to the Fantastic Four, it is likely to be a period piece that takes place back in yeah. in in the sixties. Uh, Robert well, Wilson Jr. made a comment about that. And where did you guys get that? I think I missed that statement. Yeah, did I? So Robert yeah. Monroe Jr. is in the comments saying, when Strange meets Reed, does he tell a joke about the FF or is he inferring that the FF was around in the 1960s? I don't remember the line we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. he. See, I, don't, I don't remember the exact line, but when he sees Reed, he says something about like, 
hey, like y'all were cool in the sixties, or I read about you in the sixties, oh, yeah. or something like that. He he mm. he, he makes a reference to that time, mm. which is I which see. which I was like, oh yes, please make it a period piece. <laughs> That's I mean, what I want the Fantastic Four. It needs to be. It's set in the sixties. It'd be cool, but would I it mean, make sense? Yes, it would make sense because he could, could because. Oh, hang on, hang on. I'm talking about what we know of in the Marvel universe, cinematic universe, as of right no, now. No, in, in the cinematic like, universe, it would actually make perfect sense because the Fantastic Four, you know, never, you know, historically, it never really saw themselves as superheroes. Mm. They saw themselves mm-hmm. as adventurers, as right. explorers, explorers, as scientists. But, yeah. You know I, what I'm saying? So they could have been doing all of that in the 60s, basically being like the challengers of the unknown. And then when this whole Avengers initiative comes comes in, nobody's thinking about, you know, pulling them into this because now they're older. They're retired. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm thinking the other way that they wouldn't be around. If they're going to pull that off, then they have to have or at least I think that they have to come up with some sort of reason for them to have to not be known at all as in they've been in the, negative in the quantum zone or right. the negative zone or something like that. But they mentioned like, Reed Richards in one of the, in, 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 um, either they mentioned him or do you see his name? They mentioned what is strange. No, they mentioned, they, I thought they mentioned Reed Richards or you see his they name. Never in because one of he the, was, because up until recently he was oh, always owned man. by Fox. So they That's never true. mentioned him. Mm. I have another mm. question. Yes. When, uh, when we're at Carmotage, and um, other sorcerers show up. Uh-huh. Were any of those from Shang Chi? I don't no. think so. Not that I because recognize. I, I've been, I'm surprised that the, like, are they ever going to team these mystical cults together? That like, is, I, when, that when is people still a up, third form of magic. It's not involved. Well, I yeah. mean, there's also there's also Kun Lun. There's like I don't Kung know. Lun, yeah. There's just. Also, There's so many mystical have, martial arts uh, sorcery have, uh, mountains. In, <laughs> in in canon too, we have multiple different versions of the afterlife in in yeah the MCU. The Moon Knight so, and yeah yeah it's Moon just Knight, all yeah everything is everything exists at once. Also, I think at the end of Shang Chi, Wong when Wong is there, he makes it a point to be like, this thing is different from anything that we've ever seen before, and the Ten Rings are not the only magic stuff that's in that's in Shang-Chi, right. but you know, um, I always figure in these kind of shared universe things, it's like, they've got their own stuff going on right now. And yes, this is earth shattering, but so is their thing. Probably. You I know? just thought so, it would have been cool when other, yeah, when it, other, it other sects showed up. Yeah. I was like, Oh, yeah. is that supposed to be from Shang-Chi? Cause that's cool as shit. But then yeah. no one had any, the weapons didn't seem right. And the outfits yeah. didn't have the scales. So I was like, I didn't oh, even think not. I, Honestly, didn't even think about it because I was only thinking of the first Doctor Strange movie where they're all different right. sanctums. That's it. Like, oh. so London, Japan, yeah. New York, right. that kind of thing. I forgot about that. Um, so Anthony and- Drago mentioned uh, where were all the multiverses? Where were alternate versions of the characters we know? Where was a different actor playing Doctor Strange in some universe? I actually have a version of my answer if anybody wants to go first, but the I'm not giving you the option. Um, <laughs> I I don't... <laughs> I'm put like you guys have mentioned it a couple times too. Now I yeah. I kind of push back on like the needing the title to be literal, but then also if it was a free for all and it was constant multiverses other than just like that supercut and then grounding the characters in a couple of places, hmm. it would be a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. Like there needed to at least be some pauses. Yeah. So it, like the the plot just took us to pauses and then we got like the 
you know, they fell through like 15 different or more versions of a reality before they had to like stop and reveal plot to you. So I, I kind of, I'm just holistically pushing back at like, it doesn't need to be, you know, a finite number of multiverses in order for it to earn the title, the multi in the multiverse of madness. Yeah. I mean, it was, there was some madness for sure. I felt like no way home was more multiverse than this, you know, what? because you it's got more actors. than one version of the same character. Oh. Um, and you did get multiple Dr. Stranges, but yeah, um, you did. But, and this may also be which one came first and which one was supposed to come first. I was expecting multiple versions of other characters. And the different Doctor Stranges, there were like two other Doctor Stranges, one of whom you saw for a couple of minutes, one of whom was you also saw for a couple of minutes. Um, You didn't even pause at the other universes very much that they went through. I couldn't even see anything different about them other than the ones that were like paint and that kind of thing. Um, Yeah. I thought it would have been real cool. I was definitely expecting, uh, you know, multiple, either multiple Captain Carters or something like that, or just other universes where you see other characters. Maybe you don't see the same characters in, in different universes, but now that I'm saying it, it seems like you probably should have. Uh, yes, I would have liked to have seen Tom Cruise as a uh, Iron Man. Yeah. Oh, so apparently, did you read about this? They yeah. thought about it, but he was doing something else, so they didn't even reach out. You um, know what? There is one character uh, that we should have seen multiple versions of, and we didn't see any versions of Vision. Yes, the Vision. <laughs> and I understand why, because Wanda needed to cut her own conclusion, and mm. as soon as Vision shows up. He's the one who talks her down. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. this Wanda needed to have a Wanda. She needed to come to her own realization. <laughs> and I understand that. But it does feel a little bit like we're not going to have Vision show up just because it's too easy. Um, well, is, so it, it is there, like is there a... Come up with a <clears throat> I'm finished. It seemed like they could have come up with a reason to not have Vision mm. other than just, we're going to pretend. No, we're just going to ho- hope no one thinks of him. Well, is is there is it is it possible to rationalize it with um, she knows not to look for a vision? She's so set in her ways, like she knows her husband could stop her, but that doesn't matter. I mean, also, I would have liked a line to say that he could have he could have been the vision from an alternate reality trying to stop her, and she destroys him and is like, "This isn't my vision. I want my kids more than this alternate vision. I'll bring them back to the." When, once I have them, I'll go contact my vision kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. It was just one of those. I was like, where's, where's Fizz in all this? Like, he seems like mm. he'd be important. She's so upset about her family. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I, I agree about the vision part. Um, I was actually kind of cool that it, there was a little bit more control and not seeing a whole bunch of different, you know, yeah. versions of all the other characters because one uh just like multi you know multiverse played a part in you know in the spider-man movie and kind of tangentially in the um 
in the Loki animated and, and Loki, oh, and yeah, also yeah. in the animated Spider-Man yeah. movie. I had a funny feeling. I have a funny feeling it's going to play a part in you know ongoing storylines, yeah. so you, yeah. you'll have those opportunities. So I like the control of maybe keeping that you know you know like just not throwing everything mm-hmm. into this movie. Um, and and because then sometimes you know you know how fans are you kind of lock in on the casting and all that type of mm-hmm. shit too, um, but uh, uh, I also damn I just I just forgot where I was gonna go I I, I said I like that and I just I I knew exactly where I was going and now I have it would have been it. too much of a mess if no, they had all it would have been too much of a mess and I think you know these companies they talk to one another they know what. Uh, Warner Brothers is trying to do with Flash, mm. which sounds like it's going to be a lot of that, mm. <laughs> and which is looking even more and more like a clusterfuck, and that's mm. not even touching on the stuff that's happening on the <laughs> other side of the camera uh, with that movie. But um, so I like them like saying, "No, we're not going to do that. We're going to." Having a little bit, bit, having a little bit of control or a little bit of reserve, like yeah, yeah. See, I think I would have been happy with just like one or two other universes, even if they weren't the main thing. Um, And I even may have been less upset—not that I was upset—but if when you're blipping through universes, they spend just a few seconds, and maybe you see like a gray Hulk tearing through stuff, or something to give you the sense of things are different around the multiverse. I didn't feel like was yeah. super showcased here. Obviously we but, all know But again, it. that's all fan. That's all fan service. If it doesn't support the story and the movie is already yeah. two hours and 10 minutes long. We had four. We like, we spent some time in four different kind of multiverse or mm-hmm. full different. Well, are you counting the main one as one? Yes. I'm okay. counting the main one as one. Like, okay. like, so I am counting also the opening sequence even right, though okay. it's the in between, sure. I it count is that. still yeah, yeah a, a, ours, um, flying through them all. But then also uh, the the Illuminati one, and um, the, the incurred one. one. Yeah, so yeah. we've got four for three acts. We've got four stabilized kind of things or places, mm. and then the fuck around in between of yeah. kind of showing you variations. I think that's pretty strong. Like yeah, it wasn't. I wasn't yeah. Yeah. I wasn't bothered by it, but if there was an extended version released on Blu-ray, yeah, with more yeah. a four-hour version, <laughs> yeah, well, I'd go three. I'd go to three. Yeah. And um, I did. I did see it, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of short." And I was like, "What a change in movie making!" Yeah, right. <laughs> that is kind. One of last short. question. I saw you give the wrap-up sound. One last question: Who did? Which was the better kaiju fight? This fight, Starro. <laughs> yeah, Starro. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You knew Suicide where I was going. Squad. Also, the Suicide Squad was just an exponentially better movie. They're they're yes. two different animals. Yeah. yeah. Um, but and that was the genuine. Like this was the this. beginning. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. This was the inciting. Yeah. You got to kaiju up Actually, in this no, bitch. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That would what a fun movie that was. I um, I will likely they- I. I was just going to say I would likely revisit this movie more than other um, mm. MCU movies, not because I think it's the strongest or the best, just because it feels like it's one of the most um, all in rewatchable. One. Yeah, it's just it's so it was so kind fun. of all over the place and fun. Like 
I can mm. see myself almost like it's on TV and I just get sucked into it. Or mm. I don't mm. want to, like, I want to passively pay attention. I'm going to put on the, the engaging, stimulating movie over mm. the one that makes me feel more, like, it's just, it's a fun horror movie. Yeah. Mm. I, and I thought, thought it was pretty uh, smart to have the other person be Captain Marvel. You know, that was a cool yeah. switch. Yeah. Monica? Yeah. Um, I had or, a thought that I wish they would do and be able to afford. I would like an America Chavez TV show where each episode is a different multiverse. Ah, yeah. I mean, but there's no way they can afford all of those different, you know, actors. I don't think. Well, of course they, they could. Have different They'd people like, playing those characters in in stuff like oh, in true. stuff like <laughs> I was going to also in stuff like the TV like like the the Star Wars TV shows where they film things with like three props in right. in that like CGI dome. They hmm. could do anything on a budget, right? Hmm. Hmm. And they have a show like that. It's called What If. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Uh, that thank you. That's thanks for talking to uh, us about the Doctor Strange movie. You're I'm welcome. fried. Um, <laughs> we or do we still want to do these last couple of books? I still have to do. I don't think you do. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> um, uh, we can talk. Wait, well, no, we can talk about Hulk next week because part two is next week for number twenty-five, and then Grim is just a really fun new indie book. We'll talk about issue two when it comes out next month. All right, cool. Sorry, yeah. guys, we ran long on our Doctor Strange conversation because it was too much fun. Um, but I got to go do my orders. Len, exactly. I miss JD, you. thank you for coming. Thanks for coming and hanging out with us. This was awesome. Pleasure as uh, always. I miss you guys. Always a pleasure. Yeah, come see us. All right, okay. time to GTFO. Thanks, guys. Love you. Toodles. Mwah. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah.